Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. All right, today is an extremely special day. I'm super excited to be here with Zarina Stanford, CMO of Bizarre Voice. Zarina, thank you so much for your time during this busy, busy period of your exciting life with Bizarre Voice. Thank you for being here. Michelle, thank you so much for inviting me. I uh, love the platform you're doing, and I love the fact that we're having a great conversation, despite the conversation being remote. Yeah, I know. One of these days, we'll have some in-person, in-person interviews as well. And so before we jump into this very important topic of really you know, helping others who have potential, and I love that topic that we talked about a little bit about offline, because it's really being proactive about not just waiting for people to come to us with sponsorship, but really identifying others who have potential and really being proactive about that. But before we jump into that, I do want to recognize a couple things. One is is that it's um, Asian Heritage Month. And so I wanted to recognize that holiday and, and also wrap it into today's a very special day. You're in New York City, which you normally are not. So can you share a little bit about why you're there and what's going on? Well, thank, thank you, Cheryl. And it is a very exciting day here in New York toward the end of the day. And if, uh, for any of you who might heard some really laughters outside, it's because Bizarre Voice just actually reopened, or for that matter, opened officially our New York office. So we have invited all of our employees in the area to come and we've been partying the last three hours. And so for any of you who follow me on, on social, you'll see some of the activities and uh, really excited to be you know, in that moment. And the fact that we really serve you know, thousands and thousands of brands and customers who are also here in the area. And uh, it's really phenomenal to have this brand new office. It really just literally officially opened back to office uh, in the building itself being open in January. And today is the official day. And we're also celebrating, of course, the uh, Asian American, you know, the Asian Heritage Month. Yeah. And that I want to, you know, elaborate on that a little bit, because we were also before we went live, we we're talking a little bit about, you know, there is a raised awareness for, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion um, initiatives. And a lot of times some companies are checking the box and saying we have this amount of women and we're all good. Um, but that doesn't necessarily checking the boxes doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing enough. And Bizarre Voice seems to be really putting their money where their mouth is in terms of having an extremely diverse leadership team and then also sending the message all the way down to what you guys are partying and eating and drinking tonight. So can you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, th thank you. Uh, I, I think this is the part is that, you know, everyone at one point or another talk about inclusive, but I think being inclusive is an action. It's not just a talk. So uh, just a case, case in point, right? I think uh, Bizarre Voice is, as I shared with you earlier, in our leadership team, we have pretty much multitude of diversity within each of us on the leadership team. And uh, that really gives it a very good feel that, and, and I always say this, if the world, all of us looks exactly the same and think exactly the same, it would be a very boring world. So having that diversity and having that difference of thinking and opinions really bring the best out of us. And for that also, BVers we call ourselves, uh, also started a major initiative on DE&I and phenomenal leader Renee and others. And uh, we really wanted to bring everything that we do in spirit. So as an example, 
with this being May, and uh, we have you know foods and drinks and others, and we're also bringing special Asian heritage cuisine and Asian heritage beverage, and that's actually happening still up back there in the other room. So uh, it, it's really great. And then um, I think the other part is that we wanted to make sure the individuals who are part of this family and part of this company can bring the entire self in, right? We're, in fact, next month, we're going to be celebrating the Pride Month, and it's an exciting time as well, too. So thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, of course, of course. And it's really, really leading the way for not just having an diverse and equitable company, but an inclusive company. And one of the things you know, too, if you don't mind, I'll put on my coaching hat for a second, we talked about it a little bit, is that in order for people to show up in their most brilliant, creative, focused, productive selves, the environment needs to feel safe, and they need to feel heard, valued, recognized. And not only does everyone deserve to be treated this way, it's better for business. So I just really want to truly honor you and Bazaar Voice for your commitment to that. Well, th thank you. And, and we actually talk about this notion about bring your best self to work and bring your whole self to work. So whichever dimension, elements, thinking, thoughts, and preference, that is, if that is you, then be yourself and be your whole self and be the best self. Uh, I, think, I think it's a really, I just would appeal to all companies and all environments and all communities to consider the same thing. Yes, of course. So that is amazing. I really am excited to continue and follow your journey at Bazaar mm -hmm. Voice. And so hopping in before we get into these nuggets of wisdom that you're going to share, can you share a little bit about where your journey started? In other words, was there a person or an event that really sparked your interest in marketing? And where did your journey start? That's the first question. And the second question, were there ever any bumps you know, in the road? that made things difficult where you had to really push through? Yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief. Um, so the first part is the start of the journey. I actually grew up in Hong Kong and I knew that I wanted to come to college and I wanted to attend uh, education is, is one of the valued for my family. So I came to the U.S. Uh, for school. I had no intention at the time to say this would become my home and this would become where I build my career. Uh, I had the fortune to have been recruited right on campus right before I joined, uh, right before I graduated. And uh, I, my undergrad was in journalism, so I was hired as a writer. And uh, so that was kind of how everything started. Uh, it's interesting in that um, what I was actually hired to, to, to write is actually proposals. So I, from there, ran into really sales. So my first 10, 15 years of my career is mostly in sales. Um, and, and to your point, so no, I was not born to say, well, that's exactly the space I'm going to be. Um, it's sometimes you just kind of have to uncover and discover the potential within ourselves as well, too. And um, one day, uh, actually, uh, as I was you know, building up uh, my repertoire, uh, I joined IBM. And uh, my second year, I think my second year at uh, IBM, and I was actually in sales at the time. And... Uh, then I came back to the U.S. because I was on assignment. And what really happened was that they have asked me, said, what would you like to do? Uh, and I think it's wonderful what company just really asked the question of talent to say, what is it that you want to do? And I just wanted to explore the different parts of the company. So I've been spending the last year and a half uh, within my first year at IBM in sales. So um, they invited me into strategy and then I went back into sales. 
And it was my second tenure at IBM was then asked me to say, would you come and consider, you know, running marketing? And I, I really remember that day. And I was like, why would I want to really do that? I'm just wondering. And what I didn't realize is that how much that I would have learned in terms of being a strategic leader and being strategic in sales. And I continue to be a salesperson, if you will think about it, all of us are. You have a tactical and a specific objective in mind. Whereas in marketing, it's really opening the whole aperture in terms of what kind of market are we serving? What kind of opportunities are we going to pursue? And who are we going to engage with? It's very, very strategic. And that combination, I think, of sales and marketing is what makes me, I believe, a lot more effective in terms of serving my team, the business, as well as our customers as well. So that's kind of how a roundabout way to get into marketing. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and if you have any questions, if you're watching this live or even if you're not watching it live and you want to leave a comment in the chat about what was that transition like? Because there might be some people watching that say, I'm doing this, but this is interesting, but I don't have experience in it. And so what I'm hearing you say is that that's, that's okay. That's okay to take what you're good at, what you're interested in, and it's definitely possible to make that transition. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if anything else, Cheryl, if I may, uh, you know, to share with those who aspires to be growing and reaching out to the most potential is to open aperture and don't self-prescribe too quickly. Um, I think if I had been a bit more, you know, confined in my thinking, no, I'm, doing, I'm making great money, I'm having a fun, because I was having a great deal of fun being in sales, I could continue to be in sales, but I wouldn't have been had the experience to have done, you know, the, the, the different things that I've done, both in sales as well as marketing. And most importantly, if I think about the current business, as well as businesses that I've been a part of, IBM, SAP, you know, um, Rexbase and, and Synity and others, um, the, the understanding and being able to be empathetic of who you're partnering with and who you're working with within the organization and outside of the organization is probably one of the most important skills that we should all learn. It's you know, walking, working collaboratively and being empathetic and understanding what the needs are and how others think. Yeah, I want to take a pause on that because it's so important. One of the things that I talk about over and over and over again is building tactical empathy. And a lot of people aren't 100% sure what being empathetic means. And so I want to really shine a spotlight on what you said because it's so important. And what tactical empathy is, is, is really not thinking, well, what must it be like to be Zarina? It's thinking of I am Serena, what are the pressures? I am the other person. What are the pressures that I have on me? What do I want to get done? What's important to me? You know, and all those different things. And I, I think if we can really develop that and lead with empathy, compassion, and love, and then we can really come together for really even better win-win. So thank you for bringing that up. It is so important. Well, you're most welcome. If I may, you just trigger one other thought in my head as well, too. I think along with that, it's also very important to be curious. I mean, curiosity is the one thing that really leads to a lot of growing, a lot of learning. And, uh, and my team knows that and all my friends who I work with and previously or today also know that learning and having an apprentice attitude is probably one of the second most important skill, if I may. 
And and I would even say that if I'm not learning when I'm 85, then I don't want to be doing it anymore. I got to be learning even if I'm 100, <laughs> if I yeah. live really that long. I remember when I was in high school, my dad said, you're going to be a lifelong learner. And I remember thinking, that's terrible. I want to get done with high school and stop it. But now I fully understand. And so what I'm what I'm hearing then is that the learning goes both ways, right? Because there's probably things that maybe you could even learn from an intern or from someone who's a couple years in just because everything's evolving so quickly that they have different perspectives. So that's a really important point that you make. You know, um, um, if, if I may write on what uh, I'm enjoying this, I'm, so I'm just going to go with it. Okay. I, I love the fact that you just said about kind of the reverse learning or learning from an intern. Um, I could think of two immediate, immediate uh, example. Uh, I remember many, many years ago when I was IBM, we were, trying to do a project and we have a school of interns and their products and their thinking and what they did was so overwhelmingly amazing because their filters are so much less stronger than those of us who's been trained this way or that way they literally created a video that all of us on the leadership team stood up and gave them a standing ovation i think wow. that that was kind of the moment that you just reminded me of. And uh, just yesterday, uh, I was actually meeting with uh, our team who is doing the, the social, we're kind of in the social commerce business. And we were talking about some of us who didn't grow up being social native, need a little bit of learning. And we want to deliberately hire people who are social natives to help us and for that matter, for those of us on what we call ourselves the ELT, the leadership team, I think each of and every one of us can learn from every one of them to say, how do you do TikTok? How do you do this? How do you be effective? And I think all of us can enrich that. So it's really powerful. It's, it's fun. Yes, 100%. And it reminds me, my daughter's studying uh, communication, and there's actually a specialty in influencer marketing which you might think that this is to, you know, peddle widgets on Instagram. But at the end of the day, if you have millions of followers, I think it's going mainstream. She might be onto something. <laughs> exactly. So, so now if you were to give, of course, you're still very young, so don't take this the wrong way. Okay. If you were to give some advice to your much younger self when you maybe entered uh, the workforce, is there some bit of information or something that you would share that you've learned along the way that might make the path a little easier or quicker for those who are listening? Yeah, um, uh, thank you for answering that question. I sometimes actually wonder about that myself. What if, if I had learned something that I've known now when I'm 17, would I be even a more fun and more, more, more wholesome 17? Um, so I, I have two thoughts when it comes to that. Uh, and interestingly, I'm actually going to be meeting with some of the uh, younger scholars uh, in June. And that was one of the things I had to prepare for. So the mind, the mindset has been in my mind. Um, first thing I would say is, and I'm going to tell myself and for those of us, um, you know, if you're trying to listen to that, is to listen to your instinct. I think that our instinct is very, very powerful in the sense that Regardless of whether some, if you're even 15 years old or 10 years old or 30 years old, your instinct is closest to your own soul and who you are. And I, I say that is that because no one knows us 
knows me or you better than you or me ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, I feel like sometimes, you know, there are definitely exceptions, but we live in a world of exceptions and, you know, it just happens. But I think if we would follow our instinct and listen to that instinct and let it rise and let it, you know, let it kind of guide you as to what you feel like is the right thing to do. Uh, that's the first thing. To complement that, I, I've been trying to tell myself, and unfortunately my mom is no longer with me, but I always said, you know, I would have told myself and I wish I had told myself to listen to mom more. And because, first of all, I have an amazing mom. Uh, her name is Lai Tuck. And she is such a guru and such a wise individual. I wish and I now tell myself that I should have listened to her more. And part of it is who she is or who she was, as well as the fact that I think what I didn't give credit for is she has learned the path of how to become more whatever that racial aspect that we're looking for. And she was simply trying to tell me or tell my, you know, call my uh, siblings. I have four of them and I'm the youngest. And uh, what's the right or what's the quote unquote writing to do? Uh, but, you know, when you're in 17, it's like so hard to listen. Your mom doesn't know anything. I mean, I, I hate to admit that, right? Because my sons would tell me, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> kind of do, but they don't want us to. Uh, I feel like I do. So I think if I could say that, and to recap is, one, follow your instinct, because that instinct knows you more than anybody else. But at the same time, find someone whom you respect, whom you can learn from. And it may be a teacher, it may be your mom, it may be, you know, it may be some other individual who you happen to be exposed to. And just Give them the benefit of the doubt and listen. Those are the two things. Yeah. So I have to tell you that I'm reading The Alchemist, which I don't know if you've read it by Paulo Coelho. Yes. And what you said is your intu- your intuition is closest to your soul. I don't know if it's exactly in there, but I think that you and Paulo Coelho are really on the same wavelength. So that is so so important and to not listen to our ego that says who do you think you are you know or that's crazy talk or what have you because if you want to get down to your real purpose and um, really shoot for the stars that yes your intuition is really closest to your soul so thank you for sharing that wisdom and yes listen to your mom i'm gonna play this back to my kids and hopefully they will (laughs) I, I may have to play that for my to my kids as well too. Yeah, um, I I do want to share if you don't mind. I wanted to caution one thing, and because as I know, many of your followers are female, and you know, and sometimes we female has this thing that I call this little voice, this other voice that just keeps wanting to tell us something different, and one is a no, you're good, but you're not that good. If you if we hear that voice too often, we have to train that voice to say, don't doubt yourself. And that's what I meant by following your instinct. Your instinct typically is much stronger. And, you know, if I'm sitting up, this is kind of the instinct, you know, living out. But then sometimes there is this voice, there is this inner voice that's like coming. Now, I would have a debate with that voice. <laughs> that is not instinct. 
that is that doubt and that is that other voice that is always trying to kind of say hey and and so there is a balance between those two but the instinct is that is almost like the true north within yourself yes and i think and th there's another good quote there. I'm glad you're going to get the show notes because there's, and you're going to have to highlight some gold in there for yourself as well. Um, but I would, I would really say, you know, that's why it's important to, I think it was Jim Rohn that said, you are the five people that you spend the most time with. So it's important, you know, if you're on the ascension now, you want to have an even bigger impact to be very mindful of who you spend time with. Yes, you know, and whose external voices that you're listening to. And if you don't have people who are pushing you outside of your comfort zone, then it's time to engage in a coach or be very proactive about a sponsor or a mentor or someone who is going to help you counteract that voice while you're trying to do it, do it yourself. So thank you for bringing that up. That's so important. Thank you. Now, so what would you like, so for everybody listening, is there a call to action or something, just be sure to remember this or something either about yourself or some of the amazing things that Bizarre Voice is doing? What can you leave us with? Um, you know, th this is really, really interesting. We just used the word voice and the name of the company is Bizarre Voice. And allow me to just underscore the voice part, which is really one of the other reasons why I felt that this is a mission I want to be a part of. Uh, as you kind of got a hint already, already right? I, I'm a strong believer of the individual and the individual's voice. And what we actually do here at Bizarre Voice is to really help the, those who actually express, and we would call ourselves the consumers or the shoppers, to have the voice and to speak up and to share what we call user-generated content, like you know your your comments, your reviews, and your you know your your co-creating inputs, and and you mentioned about influencers earlier. So those are all the aspects that we do here at Bizarre Voice, and it was the voice part that really truly attracted me, in the sense that because we as individual has a lot to contribute and has a lot to offer, and in our case for our business to offer what is the future state, what is the best state of commerce? You know, we, we've actually had stories such that it was because of the consumer's voice that create a better product by the brands so that they have more people who actually will, you know, purchase what it is that they need. Um, so I think from that standpoint on the commercial side, that's what I truly believe part of the mission behind just the commercial reason of why Bizarre Voice exists. Right. It, it is being that champion of that voice and the voice of each of us individuals. And collectively, for those brands who listens and understands as well as engage, they are going to be a lot more in tune with the market. And it, it is that part that excites me as well as what is it that we do through our software and the capabilities and the like. Um, but to home back into the individuals in, in the room here, um, I, I think one of the most important parts that we can take away from is that each and every one of us has a voice. And we have to be comfortable with what that voice is. And we have to be comfortable if what that voice, or for that matter, how that voice and how our voice can help others. And to come back to the theme that we've kind of chosen to have this conversation I've had the great pleasure to have been tapped by someone to say, hey, you have the potential to become. 
And for those of us who are leaders, I would strongly, strongly appeal to each of you as leaders to look amongst you and look at the people within your your reach. And if you see the potential, very even if it's just a hint or if it is very blatant, pull them out. Help bring them and encourage them, and in fact, some cases challenge them to become who they really could be.、Um, I just think that's what we're here to do on Earth, and you know, I love the fact that I happen to be in a part of a company that does a lot of that. And I just actually have this very conversation with some of my team members as well. And I think that's what we need to do is to be that servant leader and to continue to contribute to. From the business side, better commerce, better voices for the shoppers, as well as most importantly, really helping those of us that has the potential to come out, and for that voice to be heard. So so important. So what I'm hearing is to be very proactive within your organization and your circle of influence, and maybe even if it's. Someone who's on a certain path, and maybe you might pull them off to another path because you see that little thread and that spark. It might be something that they never thought of, and they might really blossom in that role. And so, I think that is you've shared so much gems of wisdom today. I want to really thank you for your time and really honor all of the impact that you're having at Bazaar Voice, Zarina. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. And to still go back to your question. Was I born? Was I tagged to be? Or was I dreaming to be a CMO? No, someone saw it, and someone tapped my shoulder, and someone groomed along the way. And I think it's our job to groom others and continue to see others and continue to help each other out. So thank、yeah. you for having me. Of course, and we would not have wanted the world to miss out on you being the amazing CMO that you are. So you're a really example of what you're talking about, and I look forward to following your journey and that exciting journey of Bazaar Voice. And it looks like it's time for you to go join the festivities. So, thank thanks again. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader Podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, rate and review us too. That's One of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www.cherylkline.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember. You're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.